Welcome to the Afterwatch with Lavar and Phil. This is the Afterwatch with another episode. My name's Lavar. I'm Phil, and we're here today to talk another movie. Yeah, we're going to talk about uh, a quiet place today. A quiet place. Directed by Quiet Place. <laughs> directed by uh, John Krasinski. 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 Hey, starring John Krasinski as well, Emily Blunt, his wife, and Melissa Simmons. If you do know who John Krasinski is, that's that's Jim from The Office. Exactly, Emily Blunt from uh, Live That Repeat with Tom Cruise. Yes, but and the new people, not people know Jim from The Office. That's, that's true. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Live Die Repeat is a great movie, though. Which one? Yeah, Live Die Repeat movie. is a great movie. We should, talk about, we should talk about that one, actually. We should. We yeah. should. Yeah, yeah eventually. Yeah, yeah, yeah eventually. eventually. Yeah. But we have talked about Molly Emily Blunt before in Sicario. Yes, yes, yes. And she was great in Sicario. I love Emily Blunt a lot. She's a very good actress. Yeah, she's good. <laughs> <laughs> I think she's better than good, but yeah. She's she, good. I'm she's, not going to say, oh, she's fantastic. But no, she's she, really good. Okay, who, good. Who do you think is a fantastic actress? That's opened up a can of worms. That Just, no, not not an exhaustive list, but you know, your top two or who three. Who I think is a fantastic, yeah, actress. I don't know. Like they're all kind of they all kind of are the same. Like I don't have a favorite like actor or actress. Okay. Pretty much, right? So, stand out. Stand. Oh man. You just uh, just watch a movie close. Do you know who? Oh, um, the the, the lead star in Close. Yes, yes. I can't remember her name right now, but I know you're talking about. Yeah, she's okay. in the Seven Sisters as well. Let's continue this discussion, then I'll we'll I'll figure out. Okay, no right problem. Away. <laughs> so we're gonna talk about a Quiet Place that came out I think 2017, 2018. Um, two mostly positive reviews, if I remember correctly. Yeah, no, it, it kind of like I work in the industry. I work in animation. It kind of took over a lot of the discussions from people. Yeah, like. I don't. Did it come out after Get Out or was it before Get Out? It, yeah, I don't recall. Yeah, I don't recall. I think we're on the same but, time. But I, I know a lot of my friends who worked in the industry and stuff like that. They really loved uh, this movie. It came out after Get Out. Pardon? I think it came out after Get Out. Yeah, right. Because it was it like the, it's like the whole thing about yeah. like how like uh, people who you know are stars in other shows their their first time directorial debut mm. and stuff like that. Right with Jordan Peele with Get Out and now John Krasinski. With a, a quiet, quiet place, and and it's a, it's a good movie. Uh, for those who don't know, the movie's about pretty much a family trying to survive in a world in which there are creatures that are hunting down human beings, and they hunt only using the sense of uh, sound. So, right. so it's called a quiet place because you have to stay incredibly quiet in order to avoid detection from these creatures. Think of um, what's this? The uh, uh, Sandra Bullock movie, uh, Bird Box. Bird Box, yes, okay. Yes, yes. So Bird Box came after a Quiet Place, mind you, but the same concepts in turn, but except with Bird Box, you you had to keep your eyes closed the whole time and right. survive. Yeah, and, and that that was part of our impetus in wanting to talk about a Quiet Place because we saw Bird Box and we we're like, huh, yeah, kind of, uh, not sure. Maybe we should talk about a Quiet Place because that's probably it's it's a lot better. It, it is significantly better. It makes more sense. Yes, it, it makes does. more sense. Some Blind Box, um, or Bird Box rather. A Quiet Place, uh, starts off. I guess we start off with this with this positive thing, but it starts off um, with a family in the convenience store scavenging for supplies. Uh, they make a trek back home, and at the beginning of the movie, go ahead. 
quick caveat. It's Naomi Rapace. Yes, Naomi Rapace yes. from from Close. From Close. Okay. That that that's a movie that came out on Netflix recently, and she she was really good at it. Uh, yes, yeah, she's pretty good actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the family starts off in the convenience store. Um, spoilers? Should we go into some spoilers? It's not a big. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. after watch. We 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 all saw the movie. Yeah. It's that conversation we have after we've seen it. You know what yes. we love, what we yes. did like about the movie. After watch. After watch. Hashtag after watch. Um. So it's I believe there's three children. Um, yes. Yeah, future on the time they're scavenging for food or resources or supplies rather. They're on the way back home. I should say that Melissa. Uh, sorry, I think her name is one of the stars in the movie. The oldest daughter, her name is Melissa. Um, she's actually deaf. Right. Both in real life and in the movie, she's actually deaf. Right. So uh, her younger brother found a toy plane. Spaceship. Spaceship that if you press the button, it makes noise, which obviously is a problem. So they're able to catch him in time before he turned it on. No, sorry, he did turn it on. But they got to him in time, turned it off, and took out the batteries out the plane, out yeah. the spaceship. Well, he was about to turn, like he, they saw, like it's a really nice shot where they see this little kid walk up to the family and then all of them are like super freaked out. And they no, no, any convenience store I'm talking. Yeah, any, yeah. Yeah, no, okay. No, that's that's a, the shot. They, they do the reveal that okay. he's actually holding a spaceship, right? Yeah. So he's walking up to them, right, from behind, and the, you're looking with the camera from behind him and everyone's kind of like all shocked and everyone's like all kind of like scared and stuff. Yeah. And the dad like gently like reaches out towards his son and then oh, yeah, he pulls out the, the spaceship and, he, take out the and then he takes out the batteries out of the spaceship. And it's his older sister now feeling sad for him gives him back the spaceship but the boy himself took the batteries without anybody else knowing. Right. So this is where I have an issue with the parents because they're all watching, marching back in single file back home. Right. So the two adult parents are up front, while the little kids are in the back, and the one with the, the with the uh, spaceship is at the very end of the line, and right. he turns on the spaceship. He puts the batteries back in, puts his spa- turns the spaceship on. Yeah, and they stop. The father looks back before he moves. Just looks and stares for a minute. He runs, but he didn't run quick enough, and his son gets, I guess, murdered. Horribly yeah, well, gets, by the creature. He gets taken by one of the monsters, and it's it's. A I nice think little... he gets dead. He don't think he's taken. He gets dead. No, that's what I mean. Oh, like, okay. He's, yeah, he's, right? he's like... murdered. So I had an issue with that. I think they're very incompetent. But well, it was a nice reveal for like the world and stuff like that. Even revealing that the daughter couldn't hear, like all no, of that was like. I don't mind the reveal. That's fine. I'm just talking about that part itself. Within the, within the context of the story, it's just very stupid of the parents not to be more mindful of their children. But I do like the fact they address it later on in the movie right, of course. as well, which is sometimes you don't see in the movies. They yeah. don't address things that like women. That doesn't make any sense. Why didn't you have that child beside you as opposed to at the very end? But they actually address it, asking the same questions the audience would, would, would ask. Yeah, and, and you know, and also the kid is not like he's not like a three year old kid and stuff like that. It's no sorry, sorry, there's no excuse. There's- in blind in bird box, Sandra Bullock told the two kids yeah. Yo, do what I tell you or you die. If you do X, you okay. die. Well, okay, like, maybe that's, that's Bird Box 1, Quiet Plays 0. But yeah. like that, like, <laughs> it's a conceit, you know? Like, <laughs> No, but still, it's for me, I thought, I was like, that was stupid. They, okay. I'm not even saying from a story perspective, I'm talking about within the context of the story. Okay, like, that, okay. was, that was just dumb. Right, right, um, right. Dumb but parents. It, but it's a, re- it a good reveal, like, in terms of, like, the daughters not being able to hear and then also sound being the issue. Like, it was a nice escalation to... Yeah, yeah. Like I set up the stable self, like the stable status of the world. As far you can't as make sound, as, there's this family there, 
and there's a tragedy that follows the family because that's going to lead into something of one of my negatives for the movie. But I want to talk more about some of the positives. That yeah, as far as setup goes, it's a great setup, just incompetent parenting okay. at that point. Um, going forward, though, you reveal how competent they can be uh, right. and probably are in the most in uh, in, a, in a greater sense how they take care of the. I think it takes place a year later after yes, that. They do a year goes by. A year later, and Emily Blunt's now pregnant with their. Fourth, fourth child. Fourth child, yeah. Um, and you see their home life. You see how they live, how they go by. No one says anything. Everyone knows sign language, obviously. Um, they're, I like how they show some of the – and this is the positive pretty much uh, – how they show um, safe zones that they have. So pretty much if you're near running water, like loud running water, yeah. the creatures can't hear you talk. Right, right, So right. for the first time, I think within – 45 minutes to an hour, you actually right. hear someone use words. Yeah, and that and that's, like, my big positive for this movie because yeah. it does rely heavily on show, don't tell. Because yes. since it's a quiet movie, there's not actually dialogue for a good third, like, a, it's no, a good than, while. Like probably, hour, like, half, half of a movie. Yeah. Like, at least half of the movie, there's yeah. no dialogue, which I thought was fantastic. And, and, and it's a smart way to push yourself into a corner where you actually have to show all the elements that work really well. And I think visually as a movie in and of itself it does a really good job of just showing what the world is like showing what their relationship with one another is yep, like yeah and also showing um like the uh ingenuity of kind of getting around without having to make any any Same sounds noise. you could call some logic kind of cop stuff with, with certain things about like the set like the sound stuff but it, it in terms of suspension of disbelief i think they did uh, is it is a great job of just setting up like no. this world. Like I, I was, I was totally I, I invested. I had no problem with this movie for the most part. It's it moved well. Um, the acting performance was great because because you have to rely on sign language and facial expressions and body language. Yeah. Every performance by everybody was great, especially uh, Millicent Millicent uh, Simmons who plays the the oldest the daughter, daughter. Right, eldest daughter. I think not her first time acting, but the first, I think, major movie role she's had. Right, right. And I love her. I thought she yeah. was great in it. I liked all her, how she expressed all her emotions, how she, how she expressed the dialogue without actually using dialogue yeah. or using even sign language, anger, status, and so forth. So, well, it goes, was, it goes towards, like, how good the directing is. Because, mm-hmm. like, say, like, because these are first-time ventures of, like, John, yeah. John Krasinski. Like, it shows, like, actually, like, how competent he is yeah, as, as actually, a director yeah. because... Because that's that's the the uh, the the language like it, you have to show everything. The language of film, you have to show what's going on and, and stage your shots in such a way that it progresses the story forward. And I think he did a wonderful job doing that throughout. You know, and and, and it had a nice kind of like it had a nice pace to it, it, had a nice rhythm to it, to everything that was going on. And yeah, I just I just liked it as well too. Like you're saying before. Um, John Krasinski and Emily Blunt, both their performances were, were really great in this movie. Um, yeah, and, and them being forced to tell the story visually made it more compelling. It, yeah. In in a certain aspect, like, the beginning of the film is very true to what, like, filmmaking should be, mm. you know, more than anything else, right? Because sometimes it, you can hide filmmaking in mm. just the dialogue that you present. It's like, oh, it's a great film because, oh, the dialogue was, was smart and, and funny, Dialogue's a part of it, but really, it's a visual medium. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah, no, it was up to, and I, I think what what makes it work is that you're forced to actually watch 
yes, the movie. Yes, exactly. Not tune out and do something else while right, he's in the right, background. Right. You have to have to pay attention because things matter. Like visual, there's visual cues. Yeah, there's visual things in there that you have to pay attention to and see what's happening. So that works on that end. And I also, it would be a great because we watched this like we watched this after the, I didn't see this in theaters. Yeah, but this is like a perfect movie to see in theaters because like this kind of thing about like like the difference between like film and television yeah. is that like film is like you are um you're it's a look into medium meaning that you're looking into this world versus mm-hmm. tv is like kind of a look at media like you watching stuff on a tv screen like you can look at it you can you know make a bagel you can look back at it and stuff like that but just it being so visual makes it very immersive that you have to be invested in the world to actually get anything out yeah. of of the film mm-hmm. you know so i thought that was actually pretty pretty cool i found it, it grabbed my attention a lot more just even just watching it in and of itself i like the usage of the creatures uh mm-hmm. because you don't see a lot you see one at the beginning and then a whole bunch near the end very smart and then the <laughs> fear of them all around you don't actually you never really get a good view of it i think right one but even that being said you don't actually they're not around right they're very rarely around in the story so he uses the creatures and the and the mythos of the creatures well right that they're not the focus right right right, right. the family's the focus what they're going through is the focus and how they survive is more of the focus and it's kind of like a walking dead type of situation yeah yeah right. but i was yeah a better version of walking dead in many ways right, right? so I, I like how that's done i like how they 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 properly put up a backdrop right in order for them to tell their story yeah because their even- story is not the monsters right 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 but like even like they don't take the audience for granted because like there's something that's set up in the film where it's not just them as a family there there's other communities as well too and they do this really nice thing where it's like okay well he's you know john krasinski's at the torch or whatever and he's lighting torches and then you see like other torches in the distance and stuff like that and shows oh okay well no there are other communities there there's other stories that are being worked out in this larger peace so like there's there's a world here that's yeah. going on and i thought that was very smart they didn't have to explain it's like oh he's lighting torches so that the other people in the other parts of the forest know that he's still alive yeah. but over exposition th- over yeah they just sh- they just show it yeah. and you just you kind of get like oh okay this is a worldwide thing everybody's dealing with this and um, they're one of these larger communities and that's something that makes something very universal as well yeah. too about this because it's one of other communities that are going through the same thing so that this is not extraordinary it's yeah. like no say if we as a family were in this situation how would we work these things there's room out? for you to put yourself in a story right exactly i like the peripheral type of directing it has in terms of when i say peripheral i'm talking about what you just mentioned you have a focus every aim you're having you're moving in a particular direction right but at the same time there's things happening in the corner of your eye right that you don't have to stare and look at so you don't have to ask more questions about who are the torches what's going on in those communities exactly it's it's there you see it but you have a direction that you're aiming towards right while things are happening on either side of your face but you're moving towards a particular yes. end point and i think i like directing that's, like that that's like confident see. directing it's, <laughs> it is it it's is confident directing it's good. I, I like i like it same thing with jordan peele Jordan and John, first time as directors, yeah, they work. Mind you, Jordan has had the has, has done. Um, he has comedy sketches, the he sketches did, you know, that he and wrote like and probably directed the Peel and stuff like exactly, that, right? So, so I'm sure he's involved. Yeah, that. exactly. But the thing is, though, I felt that this was more impressive of a first outing. It is than Get Out. I, I agree with you. I think it's it way is more it's, impressive. It's way more impressive. A the third act for for um Acquired Place is a lot better than the third act of oh, yeah, of for Get sure. Out. Um, last thing, Get Out wasn't a good movie. Yeah. Very entertaining, very insight, in, interesting. But, um, but, but both these directors, when it comes to first time directing, it's very competent, right. very confident, 
very very good. I'm I'm curious as to why a quiet place never got nominated for anything right, or right, for anything. Right, right. You know, I it, think it's just maybe there's more social commentary in Get Out. Yeah. Versus a quiet place or whatever, but or maybe maybe I don't know if it missed a season, if it missed a cutoff maybe, or anything like that. Maybe. But never really looked into it. But I said I just found it to be a very competent movie. Like yeah. it's for me, it's rewatchable. It's yeah. one of the things like Saturday afternoon, go watch a quiet place. And, and that, this is like my difference between Get Out and a Quiet Place. Get Out, it feel like honest to me at the beginning, it felt like felt like a first outing, and maybe it was because he's trying to you know. Like Jordan was Jordan Peele was trying to replicate like those Bloomhouse like you know horror movies or whatever that kind of kind of cheesy kind of not really you know mm. but with this this felt like like an indie like an indie film but it felt just very competent through yeah. throughout yeah you know like it felt very very strong like I liked even just even the plot of the story like the tension was always being ratcheted up okay well here's the conceit you can't make any sound okay well. What happens what, when you step on a nail? Yeah, what happens <laughs> if you step on a nail? What happens if, you know, you you have to give birth? You know, like yeah, exactly. Trying, you know, and that's what makes, like, um, immersive kind of storytelling because, like, you're actually examining, like, the implications of this one conceit that you have for this film. And that's what actually makes it better than kind of Bird Box to a certain degree as well, too, well, because everything was kind of situational. Oh, the crazy guy got in. Uh well yeah, yeah. they kind of got to go down a river but it wasn't showing like their life it wasn't showing like, life and w- things happen for the convenience of getting to the next part of the story right right all right and so and, and the I'll say this real quickly a bird box the main thing that works for me is Sandra Bullock's acting yeah um and the first act where everyone's losing their mind jumping out of windows yeah after that I don't care about that movie um but the comparisons are obvious because yeah it's very similar between right, with right, a quiet right. place but uh, a quiet place works. Pretty much on every level, but you said you had it as a negative that you had. I did, but one more positive before okay. we go into the negative. Yeah, sure. Because I do like that with this film, like with all good stories, it does escalate the tension yes. and actually starts bringing. Because before the aliens are very far away, if they make noise, they come close. Eventually, as they start getting to the third act, like they start actually bringing them into closer proximity with one another. What do you do if you can't make any noise if a monster who can hear noise is right beside you? You know, so there are many sequences, and not even really giving any spoilers away. There are many sequences where that kind of happens, yeah. where the monsters are in closer proximity to the main characters, which actually ratchets up the tension. That, and you're like, what are they going to do? How are they going to get out? And I thought that was actually really effective storytelling and really good, a really good kind of monster movie in and of itself. Like, okay, the monster that could find you is scary, but what if you're in the same room as a monster? Yeah. What are you going to do? You know, that's something visceral that 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 um, that we can all relate to that kind of that fear of even like being trapped with a like a wild beast. You know, we don't want to fall into the lion pen mm. or, or be trapped in a bear cage or something like that. You know, I felt that was very that was very effective. Like my negatives. Before we kind of finish up, like my negatives for this is is basically. Like. The maybe the best analogy is that this is kind of like Walking Dead, you know, like even though they're in this post-apocalyptic world, all these zombies and stuff like that, right? Um, it's about the human condition, right? It's about like how do you survive, how do you live if the the basically the the mores of of human society are kind of stripped away and survival is the only thing that's left, right? The good thing about this, like about a quiet place, it tackles that theme where it's like okay what does family look like if survival kind of is the only thing that's 
that's the only thing that we have to be concerned about. We need to be concerned about survival. What does family look like? What does protecting one another look like? My negative is that I felt that even though it was a visual movie, some of the, the themes they introduced were not um, uh, weren't as strongly portrayed visually as they could have been. Because they brought in like one point where they bring in one story element where the daughter has a fear because she gave the her little brother that died the toy that she has this fear that her father doesn't love her, mm. right? You can tell a little bit that they have this tension. Th- this tension in the relationship, but for me, it wasn't any more than just like, oh, well, she's getting a little bit older. She's a teenager. She wants to do a little bit more versus like this actually being tied to this genuine fear, right? Or even kind of even a red herring with John Krasinski where maybe he's a little bit more aloof or standoffish like in Bird Box with, with Sandra Bullock's character yeah. where she was actually just naming the kids only boy and girl because she didn't want, like, she was be- separating herself f- so that they could survive, basically, mm-hmm. right? Versus in this, you kind of always get the sense that, okay, John Krasinski is always loved the daughter, so her fear is kind of un- unfounded in a sense. That's what it felt like, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I wish there was a little bit more of them interacting where it was more than just, oh, she... He doesn't allow her to go on the trip or this, that, and the other. Just to show that there's a little bit more of a divide between them, you know. Or even for her perception, something on John Krasinski's part to to kind of validate why she thinks that this is the case. Because then that became something that was very – it felt a little bit tacked on when, okay. when that fear started coming into play. Like, oh, okay, I don't think he really loves me, this, that, and the other. And I'm just like, well – no, they still have meals with each other. He still holds your hand. He still like you know like there's all these family elements that are there. So when that came up came about with like the son and John Krasinski sitting by the water and stuff like that, I was like, wait, why? Why would she even? I I can't see that. I didn't see that visually to see that this is an issue or this is something that's unsettling her in that way. You know that that was like the one weird story beat yeah. that I was like, oh okay, I'm not. Why is this even here? I got you. Um, I think it's natural to the story, though, that she would feel that way because of what happened to her brother. Yes, I, I understand your point of it not sh- being seen that. Yeah. That more thoroughly. Like they, they comment on it later on that his brother did at least. Yeah. Sorry, her brother did. Right. Uh, ask her father whether or not he loved her or not. Yeah. Um He felt some tension here, but you always, you always knew that she, that he loved. Her. Right. And I think that's fine. I, it wasn't a big, I don't think it was a big issue for you, but it wasn't a big enough issue for me to really yeah. kind of note that, I well, guess. But I see it, what you're saying. Everything's though. being told visually. And then you have this one, like, oh, here's a, it felt like when the dialogue came in is just to, oh, Ex- let's, oh, let's add this little element to the story to make sure it's a little bit more deeper. And I was like, you know, uh, okay, that's not, technically that's not how people use writing it that way in films, but that's not actually the right way to do that. <laughs> You know what? I'll say this. That scene by the waterfall when uh, the son and the um, father was talking and he said whatever he said. If the movie had no word of dialogue, yeah, it probably would have been a better movie. Mind right. you, the movie's good. I like it. Yeah, I it recommend would, it. It would have been a little bit hard though. Like it's like it's like with dealing with like the artist. The artist is a like the a artist. Movie. Yeah, yeah, it was a silent movie throughout. Like I um, loved it, but I don't think what? modern audiences would have. I don't been on board for that. I don't know. I say take out that scene, save twenty minutes on the film, and you've been you've been okay. Because uh, you the, the their dialogue, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think it had a lot. All it did was show us that a water is important. 
Right. Um, and to explain whether or not he loves his daughter, which right, he did. Right, right. And that was it. But and, and, you take that, you could you could show that the water was important, and you could take out that piece of that. I'm sorry. I think, again, the movie's good. I'm happy with the movie. The movie's yeah, great. It's great. I would totally but recommend take people out to that watch scene, it. Yeah. Take out that piece of dialogue, which is, I think, the only piece of dialogue. No, that's, that's, a, that's the beginning. Like, it's that's, close to. I close think he speaks with his wife as well. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But, but that's what I'm saying. Like, the dialogue. Great, but he's not super necessary for this particular film. Right. The film could have been just as good, for me at least, without any type of verbal dialogue and everything done through sound language and the yeah. facial expressions and what's being seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and, 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 and it would have uh, kind of heightened the one, like this one moment where there's like a lot of dialogue. I don't want to spoil that that one part because I think it's it's a beautiful moment in the film. Just remind me what that part is. <laughs> Oh, it's just like it's like right it's right at the end. Oh, okay, okay. John Krasinski. All right, all right. Yeah, okay. yeah. It would have heightened that moment all the more. Like even in the artist, because yeah, they have most of the movies all silent, and then when they do like when they introduce sound, it's like so like foreign, huh? Foreign. It's foreign, but it's like it's you get you kind of get the sense of like what it was like for people who watched only like silent films from back in the day. Yeah. When sound was actually introduced mm. in the films, you're like, holy man, this is like mind boggling. Yeah. That same effect could have been used within the film. It, it still worked because there ha- still had to whisper and stuff like that. So when like that one loud moment happened, you're like, "Oh, okay, wow, cool." Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that that was my one only kind of takeaway. Like that kind of tacked on like emotional. That it felt like it felt like to me it was. It I knew that was the intention all along, but it felt like how they presented it, it felt like it was a little bit tacked on, like yeah. just to make sure that it was doubly clear. You I know, you, right? You. Uh, in in the last minute and a half that we have, what is the main theme of the film? Do you think? Well, I think John Krasinski does. Cut. If there's one, I think there is. I think there. I think there is. Like I was thinking about that before. I think you know, it it does. There's, maybe there's a couple, right? It does okay. tie it in terms of like, even though there should be one theme, but in terms of my estimation, mm-hmm. like there's certain things that kind of shone through in terms of like. What would you do to protect your family? Yeah, and stuff like that, right? Um, and and it actually, yeah, it actually ties to a very like, uh, like central theme of like the preservation of a family and stuff mm-hmm. like that, right? What does that even look like, even in a post-apocalyptic world where only sound, like you cannot make any sound? What lengths would you actually go to, mm-hmm. you know? And I think the a little bit of the beginning, even especially later on towards the. Uh, Towards the end, that starts to shine out a little bit more. Like, I think parents would get this movie really well. Like, yeah. what does it look like for a parent to to uh, to provide for their family and stuff like go? that? How far would you go? Like Liam Neeson in Taken. Yes, exactly. The first Taken movie. Yes. He is a stalwart example of what you must do to protect your children. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for Liam Neeson. All right. So I guess that's it for today's episode. Yeah, for sure. Like, uh, totally watch this movie. I think Quiet Place is great. Don't watch Bird Box. Watch a Quiet, watch a Quiet Place. Um, and from what I understand, there should be a sequel coming in as well. Yeah. Uh, also directed by John Krasinski, which I'll probably watch. Yeah, I, but I don't know. After watching it, I don't know where it's going to actually go. I'll tell you this. It's a good standalone movie. Yes. But like you mentioned, there's other communities out there. Right, If right, anything, right. I would say make it into a a mini series, right? Like not yeah, take, no, not five seasons, like two seasons. Right, right, right. Yeah, four episodes a season. Right, right, like right. That, yeah, but. maybe show a different community. I wouldn't want to go back to see the family after this movie. I think the ending was oh, 
uh, uh, actually, know, know what the ending? The ending, just before we go, yeah, the yeah. ending reminded me of oh, what's that movie with John Goodman, Steven Spielberg directed? It's when uh, the lady's locked up. Oh, uh, a League of Their Own? Nope, nope, nope. It's uh, the one with the handheld. It's a sequel to the movie with the handheld cam, and they're following these people with a monster. Oh, oh, um, oh my goodness. I know what you're talking about. I love this movie too. Cloverfield Lane. Thank you, Cloverfield. Cloverfield That's, uh, Lane. J.J. Abrams. J.J. Abrams, yes. Yeah. Right. Second movie, Cloverfield Lane. It reminds me, the end of this movie, like the tag they add on the end of it, reminds me of the end of Cloverfield Lane, which I'm not the biggest fan of. That's why I don't want to see any more from this family. But as a standalone movie, I think it's, it's yes, good. It works. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's our podcast for today. So you can reach us on, on Twitter. You can uh, comment, respond. Let us know what you think about A Quiet Place. If you saw Bird Box, compare and contrast. Let us know which one's better or worse. Autobots, transform and roll out. <laughs>